Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Give us a peek into the life of Christ. So many moments and, and, and connections and relationships and events that happen that parallel to Jesus' own life. And so what we're going to do is we're going to walk through some of that tonight. We're going to look at the, the Joseph as a type of Christ, and that's going to be our study tonight. Now, the next couple of weeks after tonight, we're going to get into some very practical things in the, the life of Joseph and how we... Uh, learn from those things for our daily life and for our, especially, especially our struggles in life. If anybody had struggles, this guy had struggles. Lots of difficulties. But something about Joseph was he always, no matter how far they pushed him down, no matter how far his circumstances pushed him down, he always came back to the top. He did not know failure. Not long term. Not long term. Joseph always came back. And so I'm going to help you by the next couple of weeks just looking through the life of Joseph and those, those moments where it looked like it might have been over for him. But how? The scripture says, but the Lord was with Joseph. And we see that Joseph kept coming into the favor of God again and again and again, just when it looked like it was over. No, no, no. It's never over with God. It's never over when God's on your side. And let me remind you tonight, God is on your side. God is on your side. I want you to say that God is on my side. That's good to know. Sometimes you just need to hear it. Sometimes you just need to say it again. Even though you know it, it's still good to hear it again. God is on your side. And, and he, as I was telling you Sunday, he has, a, a, and his outcome for your life is always a victorious outcome. Whatever circumstance you find yourself in, whatever situation, listen to me, God, the God who created this entire world and everything that we know in it is the one who's looking out for you. And he has a glorious, victorious outcome for you. And he's able to take every situation, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Anybody love God tonight? Anybody called according to his purpose tonight? Well, then that's talking to you. That's talking to you. And so, but, but we must give some attention to Joseph's life when it comes to his, the way it reflects Christ. And so what I'm going to do is just walk with you. I'm going to ask that, I'm just going to pass out some scriptures here in a moment, and then, and then we'll pass the mic to you when it's time for you to read, all right? Can I get just some, first of all, let's get any volunteers who will read for me, and then I'll just assign you some scriptures, and then we will um, uh, work together through this. Hmm. Let me look at these, look through these, I should say. Okay, let me, okay, can you hold your hands up for just a moment? Maddie, you have Matthew 3, 17. Eric, you have John 7, 3 through 5. Jonna, you have John eleven fifty three. 53. Uh, who else? Who else will read for me? Heather, Joe, thank you for volunteering, sweetheart. John 19, 23. Madeline, holler, I volunteer you, and you have Matthew 27, 59 through 60. How about back over here? Who, who, is that Valerie back there? <laughs> Valerie, that's my girl. Okay, Valerie, uh, 
she's going to kill me later, but I'll, I'll, that's all right. It's worth it. Matthew chapter 2, verse 14. Um, I got another volunteer. Oh, yeah, Jenna Ortenblad. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Matthew 26, 15. Matthew chapter 26, verse 15. We won't have any of these on the screen tonight. We're just going to do this amongst ourselves, all right? Uh, let's see. Jocelyn, how are you? Would you do Matthew chapter 4, verse 1? Brenda, appreciate your volunteering. Um, <laughs> Matthew 26, 60 through 62. Jason Voss. Uh, now, you went to high school in San Diego, right? Or did you go to school in San Diego? Did they teach you to read over there? Oh, I, I. <laughs> well, your, foot, your football team can't win a Super Bowl, so I didn't know if you could read. <laughs> I love this guy. All right. What was the last one I gave? Matthew 26, 60 through 62. Was that the last one I gave? All right. Jason, if you would do Matthew 27, verse 2. Sarah, right next to him. Uh, Luke 22, 32. I told you, everybody's going to get a chance. Y'all excited about this? Uh, David. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Which one of you Roma ladies would like to read? Mom's going to pass it off on daughter. Okay. Um, Jalen, what do I need you to do? Um, Luke 23, 34. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Good Lord, people, what's wrong with y'all? All right, let's go. Genesis 37. Genesis, you know what? No, 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 no. This ain't going to work. Let's all stand up for a moment. Let's stand up for a moment. All right, I want us to lift our hands. Let's offer up some thanksgiving to the Lord for a moment. Come on, lift your voices. I need you to stir yourself up for just a moment. It's way too foggy in here. Come on. Let's just, let's just offer up thanksgiving. Lord, we thank you tonight. We thank you, Lord, for your glory. We thank you, Lord, for your power. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing here in this place tonight. We press in together in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, right now for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for filling your people with joy unspeakable and full of glory. We stir ourselves up now, Lord, to, to hunger and thirst for your word, to hunger and thirst for your knowledge, to hunger and thirst for your wisdom, Lord. We need it, Lord. We can't do without it. So, Father God, I I thank you that you help stir us up tonight. Lord, let our minds be renewed. Let our hearts be refreshed, Lord. I thank you that your people, Lord, are strengthened right now. Strengthened mind, body, and spirit in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we don't want to come in here casually. We don't want to come in here, Lord, and miss out what you have for us. So we set our hearts on you. We set our attention on you. Lord, have your way. Do in us what you want tonight. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Now, can I have a big shout? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, thank you. That's better. Hallelujah. Now, let's get into the Word. All right. Now, I'm going to... Um, the first thing that we're going to see... Now, I, there's no way that I can go over all of the comparisons with Joseph 
and, and Jesus because the, the time wouldn't allow that. Um, I, I did quite a bit of research on the, the typology of Joseph and Jesus, and I've seen um, in some, some that have written on it, have se- I've seen up to 60 comparisons. That's incredible. Uh, I, I thought, you know, one or two of them might have been a little bit of a stretch. But, but for the most part, there's just a lot of really interesting things. So Genesis chapter 37, we're going to look at verse um, 3. Genesis 37 In verse 3, says this. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. Now, who has Matthew 3.17? Is that you? Okay, read, read along there, Maddie. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Okay, so now first we see that Joseph was deeply loved by his father. And that was a a type or a reflection of the father God who spoke from heaven the day that Jesus was baptized. And he came up out of the water and the voice spoke, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Joseph, because he was the son... uh, his father was old. He was 91, actually, when he had Joseph. And uh, Jacob was 91 when he had Joseph, so he was old, for sure. But he was also the son, the firstborn son of the woman that he loved, Rachel. All right? Remember, he had Leah. Leah had him lots of kids, but Rachel was the one that he loved. And Joseph was her firstborn. She, she gave him Joseph and Benjamin. And Benjamin was the youngest of all of them. But Benjamin wasn't around at this point. And Joseph is uh, loved by, and he's favored by his dad. And his dad, uh, I, I was trying to, I was thinking about it, it says that he made him this tunic or this coat of many colors as we know. I was thinking, Joseph, I mean, Jacob knew how to sew. And then I remembered, oh yeah, he was a mama's boy. That's right, because Esau was the one out hunting the outdoorsman. He says, Joseph stayed in the tent, and Ma, he was mama's favorite. So she taught him how to cook and sew and all, because he did cook. Remember, he cooked the bowl of beans for his brother. And so uh, anyway, <laughs> there it is. All right, now let's look at Genesis 37, verse 4. Who is John 7? Is that you, Eric? We'll look at that in just a moment. Look at verse 4 of Genesis 37. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. You can imagine how these guys felt, right? They saw the favor on him, and his dad loved him more than all them, and they hated him. John 7, 3 through 5. So his brothers said to him, leave here and go to Judea, that your disciples also may see. My phone fell asleep may see the works you are doing. For no one works in secret if he seeks to be known openly. If you do these things, show yourself to the world, for not even his brothers believed him. Not even his brothers believed him. So Joseph was hated by his brothers, and Jesus was hated by his brothers. Look at Genesis 37 and verse 20. Genesis 37 and verse 20 says this. 
Come, therefore, let us now kill him. This is talking about the brother. The brother's talking about Joseph. Let us now kill him and cast him into some pit. And we shall say some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. Now, <laughs> the reason they said that is because Joseph was having these dreams. And Joseph didn't know how to keep his mouth shut, apparently. Bless his little heart. And I don't think he did it out of ill will. He just did it out of stupidity. He's, he's 17 years old, and he's loved by daddy, and he's wearing this special, special clothes, and while his brothers are wearing shepherd's clothes, and, and then Joseph has this dream, and so he goes out and tells his brothers, I had this dream last night. He said, and that um, all of you, all of you were bowing to me. Really? Don't you know? I mean, is he that clueless that he doesn't know that these guys hate him? I had a dream last night. All of you are bowing to me. And, uh, and then he has another dream that, that uh, the moon and the, and the sun and the stars were bowing to him. And Jacob hears that dream. His father hears that dream. He's saying, are you saying that me, who is the sun, moon, who's your mother, and the stars are your brother, are all going <clears> to, <throat> you're going to rule over us? And he says, his brothers hate him more for that. But it says that Jacob considered these things. So not only is he seen by his brothers as you know, one who is certainly favored by his dad, but then he's, his brothers having these outlandish dreams, right? Where they're all bowing to him. So you, you can sense the hatred. And so now they want to kill him. If we just, then we'll see. If we'll kill him, we'll see if the dreams come true. That's what they're saying. All right, now let's hear from the, the New Testament uh, of Matt, uh, John eleven fifty three. Then from that day on, they plotted to put him to death. There it is. So there's the likeness. Joseph was plotted against to be killed, and Jesus was also plotted against to be killed. Um, Genesis 37 and verse 23. And then we'll have John 19, 23. Verse 23 of Genesis 37 says, So it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him. Now, who has this other one? Is it John? John 19. Huh? Are you on John 19:23? Yes. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to each soldier apart and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, woven from the top in one piece. Both of them had taken their, had, had their, their robes taken from them. A lot of, lot of likeness. Genesis 37, 24. Who has Matthew 27, 59? Wait, not yet. Don't read it yet. But you're next. Verse 24, then they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. Matthew. Oh. <laughs> when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in, it, in his new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. And he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. Okay, so both Joseph and Jesus were both put into the ground. All right, but isn't it interesting that Jesus was buried in a man named Joseph's tomb? 
Genesis 37, verse 28. Who has Matthew 2, 14? Who's next on that? Valerie, all right. All the way to the back, Alex, thank you. Verse 28 says, Then Midianite traders passed by, so the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver, and they took Joseph to Egypt. Matthew 2. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. <laughs> All right. Both of them were taken to Egypt as young men. Um, so... Now, like I said, I don't have time to go over all the likenesses here, but it, Joseph's life is, is full of them. It's, it's really extraordinary. Um, Genesis 37, verse 28. Matthew 26, 15. Who has that? So we'll get the mic to them. Matthew 26, 15. Oh, it's Jenna over here. Matthew 26, 15. Now, verse 28. We're going to read that again. Then the Midianite traders passed by, so the brothers... Uh, pulled Joseph up, lifted him out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Now, Jenna. And said, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. Both Joseph and Jesus were sold for silver. And both of them were slaves' prices. In Genesis, it was 20 shekels, but by the time it got to Jesus, inflation, I guess, apparently kicked in, so it was 30 pieces of, 30 pieces of silver. All right? All right? Genesis 39. We're going to go a couple of chapters over to Genesis 39, 12, and then somebody has Matthew chapter 4. Who has Matthew chapter 4? Okay, just one second. Let me go over to 39. Did I say what verse in 39 yet? I didn't tell y'all. Verse 20. Or did, wait, did I? 12. Oh, 12. <laughs> yeah, verse 12. I've got so many verses here. That, that, okay, let me, let me read verse 11 first. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work, and none of the men of the house was inside, that she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand, and fled and ran outside. All right, now, you have to understand, at this point, Joseph has found great favor with God, uh, from God with Potiphar. He sold into slavery there, and Potiphar hires him. Potiphar sees the blessing of God. Matter of fact, it says that everything that Joseph did caused Potiphar to prosper. So Potiphar saw the connection. Ooh, this guy's blessed to God, so I'm going to put him in charge of everything. So he put him in charge of everything, and then Potiphar's wife, she started checking Joseph out. And she was after him, and he did his best to stay away from her. Well, one day, he went in to do his work in the house, and there weren't any other men. Let me just say, he should have turned around at that point and ran. He should have not even walked in when he saw that there were no other guys in there. And now he, he walks in, and she's, she takes opportunity, and she says, lie with me. And he tries to run away, and this girl's strong. I mean, because she just, unless he had one of those tearaway suits, I don't know what he had on, but I mean, he ripped his robe right off of him. All right? So, so she, she, she was after him with great aggression. All right? So he, ran, he runs off. He runned off. Or what is it? What is it? Old brother, we're, we're out there. They done a R U N N O F T. <laughs> All right. Okay, Matthew 4, 1. 
who has Matthew 4 1? Jocelyn. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Ah. Both of these men, you see, and Joseph was tempted and didn't give in. Jesus was tempted and did not give in. Thank the Lord for that, huh? Genesis 39, verse 14. Matthew 26, 60. Who has that? Brindy? Brindy? Uh, let's go to Matthew, or I'm sorry, 39 verse 14. That, okay, and so it was, verse 13 actually says, when she saw that she, he had left his garment in her hand and fled outside, that she called to the men of her house and spoke to them saying, see, he has brought in to us a Hebrew to mock us. He came in to me to lie with me and I cried out with a loud voice. And it happened when he heard that I lifted my voice and cried out that he left his garment with me and fled and went outside. Lion witch, I tell you what. All right. You, Brenda? Is it 366? 362. Oh, 62. Okay. But found none. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at last, two false witnesses came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build, build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said to him, Do you answer nothing? What is what is it these men testify against you? But Jesus kept silent, and the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Mm. Both men were falsely accused. False testimony. All right. Now here's, a, here's another small detail. 30, uh, Genesis 39, verse 20. Who is Matthew 27 to? Jason, okay, in just a moment. 39.20 says this, Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in prison. Now, look at, um, yeah, Jason, read. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Okay, so both of them were bound in chains. Both men were bound. Just small little details. Both of them were also imprisoned. Jesus was in prison for a little bit. All right? But this, this, is, this one's interesting to me. Genesis chapter 40 and Luke 20. Did I give anybody Luke 22, 32? Was that you, Sarah? Okay. Luke 22, 32. Uh, give me one second to read 40. I'm going to start in verse 1. It came to pass after these things that the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And, and Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief butler and the chief baker. So he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison, the place where Joseph was confined. So now, now we have Luke twenty-two, thirty-two. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail, and when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Oh, what verse, what is that one? 22, 32? I put the wrong reference down there. That's a good verse, though. <laughs> Joseph was with two other prisoners. Jesus hung on the cross with two thieves. Interestingly enough, do you remember over time, both the butler and the baker had a dream? And they wanted somebody to interpret the dream. And so Joseph asked the butler what his dream was. And told it, so he told them he had this dream that these three vines grew out. 
And then um, he took of the vines after they produced grapes and he, and he squeezed them in a cup and he handed them to, to Pharaoh. And Joseph said, this dream is the, the three vines are in three days. You're going to be restored back to being the king's cupbearer. And so, uh, and then the, the, the baker, bless his heart, didn't have a very good dream. Uh, his dream ended up him being hanged by the neck by the king. So his end was not as good. Jesus is with two, two criminals as well. One of them says, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So one of his guys is delivered. One of the prisoners is delivered just like one of Joseph's prisoners is delivered. Awesome. Lots of, lots of similarities. Isn't that cool? And somebody thought that Bible was just thrown together by random acts. Uh, let's see. Okay, now we're going to uh, Genesis 41, 41. Everybody okay? Are you learning something tonight? I know this is a little different than our regular flow, but uh, I thought it would be, be good, good information for you. And then who is Philippians 2? Is that you, David? All right. Uh, what did I say to go in Genesis? 41, 41. Yes, forgive me. Now watch this. This is now Joseph is being brought out of prison. Because Pharaoh had to have a dream interpreted. So Joseph, the, the butler remembers Joseph, and, and uh, so he comes and interprets the dream. Uh, and then, uh, watch ver- let me back up a little bit ver- to verse 39. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne... Will I be greater than you? And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Wow. Now let's have Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that in the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, every knee shall bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Awesome. So both of the Joseph and Jesus were both exalted after their suffering. Amen. Suffering and then exaltation. Marvelous, huh? Um, now let's go to... Did I give any more scriptures out? Okay. And what did I give you? John... Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, in just a moment. Now, go to Genesis 45, verse 4. Listen to that baby. Isn't that music to our ears? (laughs) Sounds wonderful. Just let him cry, okay? Verse 4, and Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Verse 14, then he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. Moreover, he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. After that, his brothers talked with him. Now, um, Luke 23, 34. Then Jesus said, 
Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. Mm, so both Jesus and Joseph wrong, uh, forgave those who had wronged them. All right? Offered forgiveness to those who had wronged them. All right, I've got two or three more places. Can you handle a couple more? All right, Genesis 45, 5. Who, did I give anybody Matthew 1, 21? Alex, you're up. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. All right, Genesis 45 and verse 5 says, But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. God sent me before you to preserve life. Now, Matthew 121. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All right, so both of these men, Joseph is a type, he, he saw the big picture finally. For so many years, it was just the hurt and the rejection of his own brothers and then being sold off into slavery. But now that he's standing there and he's living the dream where his brothers have come, and the reason his brothers have come to Egypt at this point is because a big famine has come, which Pharaoh had dreamed about, and Joseph interpreted that dream. A famine has come, and so they've had to come from Canaan to Egypt to buy food because the, every, I mean, the, the famine was all over the, the earth. And Joseph, during the, they, had, they had seven good years and then seven years of famine, and during the seven good years, Joseph had stored up 20% of all the produce that came in and stored it away to have stuff for the next seven years. And so people came from other places to buy food from them. And so J Jacob had sent his sons to go buy food, and that's when he found them. And then, when, and then when, when they come, his brothers come and they have audience with him, they all bow down before him. And there's Joseph standing there going, oh, I see what you did there. I'm living the dream. So now Joseph saw... God's hand in all of this to get him to that place of exaltation. And so now he says, guys, I'm not going to live a small existence and think this was all about, I'm not identified with what you did to me. I see God's plan now. I see that God's hand was with me the entire time. And he, preserved, he, he put me here to preserve your lives. Extraordinary. And the scripture says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Why? That whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. To preserve life. Excellent. Now, Genesis chapter 50 Bless you. Uh, no, that's not the right. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, yeah. Genesis 50, verse 20. 
We're, we're going to see this, this idea again, uh, what, what I just talked about. But as for you, just Joseph speaking, you meant evil against me. He's talking to his brothers, but God meant it for good. In order to bring it about as it is this day to save, my, to, to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Wow. Speaking to all of his brothers there. What God, what you meant for evil. You've heard that, that term before, right? What, what the devil meant for evil, God meant for good. Well, that, that came out of this, this verse right here. All right. Or what others mean for evil. Amen. See, God is able to, some, in, his, in his genius, <laughs> is able to take a situation and turn it around for good. God is not the author of every bad situation. God's the author of good. The scripture says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God is able to, to take you in that moment and turn that thing around for good like he had planned all of it all along. That's what's extraordinary about him. Where the enemy gets no glory <laughs> at all. Only God gets the glory. And so he says, you meant this for evil, but God took that evil and turned it around for good. And you know what? It was for your good, because I saved all your lives. You're welcome, brothers. And we know what Jesus did for us, that God was in Christ, reconciling the whole world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the ministry of of reconciliation. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 18, 19, somewhere around there. And lastly, Genesis 41 and Jeremiah. Read Luke 3, 23, and then we'll close. Another small and important detail. Genesis 41, 46. Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. He'd come out of prison and he begins his reign at 30 years old. Luke 3, 23. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli. And he was the son of Joseph. He's got Joseph all around him, doesn't he? Joseph's tomb, Joseph his stepdad, and Jesus was 30 when he began his ministry. I want to encourage you to, to um, even in your own study time, if you want to just have a good time looking at these parallels, you'll see them as you read Joseph's life and just read it slow. Just read it slow, walk through it. You'll say, oh, yeah, that happened to Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's like Jesus there. We've, we went over 15 or so tonight, and there's a lot more than that. So, uh, isn't that extraordinary, though? There's nobody that was, was like Jesus, like Joseph was. I mean, we, we see like Isaac was the son of promise, and so we see that, uh, and, and, and we see other, David, of course, uh, but Joseph's like, it seemed like so many details in his life were walking out the story of Christ. It's glorious. And that's why, that's why over 25% of the book of Genesis is devoted to the life of Joseph. You think about all the greats there in Genesis. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, 
you know, Adam and Eve, Noah, all these great, great men. And yet Joseph is talked about more than all of them. There's a lot to learn from his, from his life. And so that's why we're going to just park there. But I wanted to first just talk about him and Jesus up front and see why God gave such attention to his life and made sure that so much of it was recorded so that we could see Jesus, 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 Jesus all the way through it. Well, let's stand together. Father, we bless you. We thank you for this time together in your presence. Lord, thank you for your people. I declare over them tonight the peace and grace of God to be multiplied to them from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you. Thank you that, uh, uh, that, that they are blessed and they will be a blessing. Thank you, Lord, that the curse is removed. And Lord, that blessing, blessing, blessing flows freely to them, Lord. Thank you that you died for our sins and that you were buried and that you rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And whoever believes on you will have everlasting life. Thank you for that good news that has come to us. This is not something we can earn, work for, or try hard to obtain. We can never do that in our own strength. You did it for us, Lord. You, got, you gained heaven for us. You brought us into a right relationship with Almighty God. When your word says, it's by faith in you that we have been justified and now we have peace with God. That is the end of the war. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. A state of national tranquility now is, with, is between heaven and earth. And Lord, thank you, Lord, for your healing power. Thank you that you took stripes upon your back so that your people would be healed. Now let's declare healing over them in Jesus' name. Whatever they may be struggling with physically or mentally, Lord, I just declare they are healed in Jesus' name from every pain, from every sickness, from every infirmity, from every disease in the name of Jesus. No evil shall befall them and no plague shall come near their dwelling, Lord. I thank you that no weapon formed against them will prosper. Every tongue that rises against them in judgment, they shall condemn. They're the righteousness of God. They are the children of promise today. Hallelujah. They, Lord, are favored by Almighty God. They have favor with God and man. I thank you, Lord, that they have good understanding, Lord. I thank you that they have wisdom from heaven in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that you're with them. You are a very present help in time of trouble, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that your people, now as they leave from here, that they're blessed and they're going out just like they've been blessed and they're coming in. All of their children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace. And tonight, when they lay their head on their pillow, they will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make them dwell in safety. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.